Welcome into another edition of Spits and Suds. So glad you can join us. And this is a Spits and Suds one-timer and a special one indeed. As we have a cool event happening this Saturday night in DFW, you should be a part of it. February 3rd, the Dallas Stars alumni takes on the SMU club hockey team at the Children's Health Star Center in Farmers Branch. It's great. Tickets are as low as $10. I think the maximum's $50 a ticket, so it's real affordable for the family. Uh, they're on Eventbrite and an easy way to access the tickets. Uh, looking at it today, the Dallas Stars have a tab on their website, so just go to the Stars and click there, and it'll bring you right to the uh, ticket page. Uh, the game, and this is the best part, will benefit Stars Adaptive Sports as the Dallas Stars uh, alumni uh, along with the Stars Charity Foundation. They do so much great work in the community, uh, and it's also going to benefit the SMU club hockey team. And joining us to tell some great stories, he's also the president of the Dallas Stars Alumni Association. He's the guy that puts these cool events together. It's Bob Basson. How are you? Yeah, yeah thank you for having me. Uh, I really appreciate it. Um, we're going to have some fun today. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So are you allowed to talk about the names that are going to be playing on, uh, on Saturday night? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So, yeah, so who do we got? Yeah. So, uh, Alish Hempke's going to join us. Nice. Um, Eddie, Eddie Belfour is a game time decision. We think he's going to be there. Uh, as long as he doesn't go out of town, he's going to play for us. Um, Landon Wilson will play. Kevin Colley was a New York Islander. Uh, he's going to play for us. Vern Fiddler, Gerald Didick, Ludz will be there. Um, that's about it from our alumni. We have yeah. we have some friends that will play with us as well that skate with us on Friday. But um, we um, we almost got we almost got our owner to come play because his sons play for uh, SMU and. Uh, he just couldn't make it, but um, he was going to be on Fiddler's line and take care of him, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> so he, he couldn't make it. I don't know if he'll be last minute. I don't think he's coming, but. Um, okay, so who's, maybe, ta- who's taking the draws for the majority of the night, you or Fitz? Well, I'm not playing. I got a I got a herniated disc. Oh. Uh, yeah, so I, I usually play, but, um, you know, all those years of uh, – Deadlift and have caught up with me. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, um, usually, you know, Fids, um, I've seen fit. We will have probably Fids take the opening draw, but he, he, uh, he sets the tone right away on the opening draw. Nice. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He, he makes sure that those guys know that we're, it's all for fun, but like there's some pride involved as, as well. Yeah. So, I, you uh, know, I heard a story. Yeah. Fids actually, you know, put up, put on the pads and played net one time. Right. He did. It's uh, we we have a uh, a fundraiser called the uh, the Big Heart Celebrity Challenge. We do it at the end of September, uh, where we have uh, sixteen adult hockey teams raising money, uh, and then we have a big draft on the Thursday night. Um, but the top fundraisers they get to play against the alumni at the end of our tournament, and uh, Fids. Fids went in net. Uh, Kari Kari wasn't able to play, and Fids went in net. So, yeah, he he's lots of fun. 
So he, um, you, you mentioned FID sets the tone, and I guess my question is, for the number of years that you've done this, Bob, you know, I mean, we all know it's for charity, but, you know, adrenaline flows, and if you're a hockey player, you're like, you know, I, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to take on the, you know, Dallas. I watch these guys on TV. So has there been situations where the opposition's gone a little bit too hard and you're like, all right, you know, slow down. Well, I, you know, I mean, these are young uh, college kids that are pretty good hockey players. So they, uh, they always want to prove that they're as good as the NHL players. So uh, we always have to be aware of that. We, we, like I said, it's always for a good cause, but those, the teams want to beat us. So we, and our pride, there's, there's a reason why we all played in the NHL. We have a lot of pride. So um, it, it generally doesn't, there's, it doesn't get chippy, but uh, it gets competitive, really competitive. And um, we haven't had fights, but I think we've had close to guys pushing a little bit. Nice. <laughs> There's always a first, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> tell, tell all your fans to come out. There's yeah, always a first. No, I, always, always a first. So as a former assistant coach in the Stars system, uh, you worked in uh, Utah for uh, three years. You obviously had to evaluate talent. Let's evaluate one of the co-hosts of Spits and Suds. How's Craig Ludwig's game looking? Luddy, um, Luddy does pretty well. There, some of us like we get a little bit older and we get we can't get around, but uh, Lutz does pretty good. He, uh, you know, like those guys, all those defensemen, they, um, they were obviously quicker when they played, but they always relied on their positioning, where their skates are, where their stick is, and he's no different. Like. If you come down like on a two-on-one against Luds, you probably you might get a shot. You probably never get a pass through. So, you know, he just relies on his position. He's a, obviously a little slower and quite a bit heavier. But no, <laughs> uh, uh, no, he does really well, and um, you know, he skates. He probably skates two or three times a week. Yeah, he's uh, yeah. Our our alumni skate about every second Friday, and then he has a, a skate with. Um, like I think on a Saturday morning. Um, so yeah, Lutz does pretty well. Nice. Nice. That's, uh, yeah, he gets excited about these games and I think he gets excited about, um, you know, hanging out with you guys and obviously the, the bar afterwards. So, uh, I remember, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, you know, Lutz is, I remember one time I was out with him and I knew I had to drive home and I said, I cannot keep up with him. So I silently started to put drinks behind me and I was about to leave and he absolutely called me out for it. I felt awful, but yeah, you know, that's, <laughs> that's Luds, you know, <laughs> Luds, and, Luds and Suds. Yeah, absolutely. They go, they go hand in hand. They, they yeah, certainly he, uh... do. <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll tell you one. Yeah. I'll tell you one, one thing about Luds, man. Like he, um, he, he bitches at me a little bit sometimes and uh, we, you know, we, in fun, we, we go back and forth, but if he's available, he's always there. He will never turn you down for any kind of charity event. And uh, you know, we, I've been doing this for, oh, probably 12, 15 years now. And um, yeah, he never turns us down. So 
he's always available and he um he's got he's really a giving guy so yeah that's great he he comes across pretty crusty sometimes but he's he's yeah yeah, all the time he's always every week on this show he does yeah (laughs) hey hey so hey can i can i talk about uh adaptive sports a little bit absolutely please yeah so they're the benefactor of um of our game on on the third so the stars just started this initiative and it's 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 threefold. It's uh, for for military, special needs, and um, sled hockey. So it's similar to the little rookies program that the stars have, and it gives an opportunity for for uh, the people that fall under those three categories to start hockey, and um, we help them get started with hockey. And uh, it's one of the first we we've always our alumni association has always supported different charities. But uh, we're making this one of our primary primary charities now, and we're really looking forward to it. And the third is uh, uh, again we're we're playing for adaptive sports, so we're really excited. Yeah, that's great. Absolutely, it's yeah. it, it's great yeah. to watch great names of the past, but also to support a great cause. So uh, yeah, you know, hopefully everyone goes out this Saturday night, February third, as the Dallas Stars alumni takes on the SMU club. Uh, hockey team at the Children's Health Star Center in Farmers Branch. That's the one right off of uh, uh, 35. Uh, I, I want yeah. And Gavin, one of the one of the neat things that uh, playing at Farmers Branch, it's a small venue. So, you know, like if we're we on the 17th, we play our annual charity game downtown, and it's you know it's a big venue. But with these small venues, you can get up get up close and personal. Um, you know, when we come off the ice, you could, you, you could say hello to our alumni. So, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's a really good venue for a small event like that. Yeah. I wanted to ask for those that, you know, wanted to come down, I- I'm assuming that you guys are just super fan friendly and, and, and don't mind saying hi and having a conversation with the fans that are supporting you guys. Our guys are awesome. So like when they come off the ice, if you want to autograph, They'll sign autographs. They'll talk to you. Um, yeah, we 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 love having people and fans um, support our charity and support us. So, yeah, you, there's there's not a guy here that won't, won't talk to someone, and we, we we're really approachable. That's that's awesome. Once again, and we'll yeah. continue plugging it on this podcast. It's this Saturday night at the Star Center in Farmers Branch. Uh, you yeah. know, I. Spent some time last night watching some Bob Basson videos, and I have to say, Bob, it was uh, quite enjoyable. And the first thought that came to my mind regarding your career is, you know, love the makeup of today's Stars team, um, but I do miss the agitator in the game, the the role that you were quite good at as far as you know, the scrapper, the, the the guy that was just in the middle of things all the time. Do you see that as well missing from today's game? I I think overall it's, it's well, as you know, the game's changed a lot. Um, I love the playoffs because uh, more of that comes out. Uh, more guys try to get under the skin of the other team and, and draw penalties. So there's, there's, there's a lot of the game that I love uh, um, now. I love the speed, but I still love the, 
the Roussels of the world. Um, you know, uh, I, I, I just, I think fans love that. They love, they love true competition and, and true passion and, and, um, uh, that part of the game. So I miss part of it during the regular season. It happens. Yeah. Uh, you'll see it in with different rivals, um, rival games. And, um, but there's some nights I, I secretively wish there was more of that, but, um, I will say this, and we were talking about it the other day. So when I grew up and, you know, like I, I started in 85, but I, I played with guys growing up in Calgary that were probably more talented than me, um, but didn't have uh, maybe the, not the grit, but just the, um, you know, the way we played back then, we fought a lot, but they didn't make it um, to the NHL and they were more talented than me. Nowadays, these kids have better chance if they're really talented to make it in the game. And I, I like that, but I still love a guy that's a two-way player that has a lot of grit. Yeah. And I think, yeah. I think fans really love the, uh, I, I believe they love the odd fight and, and hitting and, yeah and the, yeah. the competition of the game. So. A- absolutely. And I think also yeah. those players can change the game as far as if your team's having a down night you know, a little bit of physicality or a scrum in front of the net can kind of rile the boys up and kind of change the flow of the game. It's And I think that's the role that, you know, a Yanni Gord plays well, you know, in the NHL. You don't see it as much. And, and sometimes when I'm watching hockey and let's say a team's down, I just say, wow, it just, you know, a big check right now or a scrum in front of the net or just getting under the other teams, you know, it could, it could really provide a little adrenaline lift. Yeah. And, and the fans love it too. Yes. You know, they, I mean, there's a reason in the playoffs that, you know, like it, it's hyped up and um, there's way more hitting um, and they, it definitely can be a momentum changer as well. Um, yeah. I, I miss that part of it, but I, again, I love the playoffs. And I, I don't get me wrong. I love the regular season. I just love the playoffs more. Yeah, absolutely. They say the shrink, uh, the the rink shrinks, and that's certainly the case in the in the playoffs. So we hear yeah, about. I, I I let me just add that yeah. to that. Like the our first round last year against the the Wild was, um, you know, like there was there was some borderline dirty stuff, but mm-hmm. the intensity of that series um was so much fun to watch like we we were more disciplined than them but we played you know like we came out on top because we we're more disciplined but i just love the intensity of that game or that series so yeah there was a recent survey bob uh as far as you know biggest rivals in the nhl or rivalries where fans got to choose and the dallas stars were on one list and the minnesota wild were on one list uh, as far as number go. one choice, so I think that had yeah. a lot to uh, that had a lot to do it uh, with it. So you know, we hear about today with the Kachuk family um, and the Domi family, but I got to tell you the the Bassin family is impressive for our Spitz and Suds listeners that don't know. Your father Hank Bassin was a netminder for 14 years in the NHL with Detroit, Chicago, and Pittsburgh. Am I right, Bob? 16 years in the NHL for you. 
Yes, correct. Six, all right, 16 years yeah. in the NHL, yeah. 12 years of being in the playoffs for you. Your brother, Mark Basson, had a great career in both the AHL and finished strong in Germany. Your nephews, Chaz and Bose Basson, are still playing in Germany right now. And your son, Riley, um, is making us all proud locally from Frisco, coming through the Stars Elite System and ready to play for Michigan State next year. That's that's incredible, all the Bassins involved in organized hockey like that. You did your homework. Wow. <laughs> Not bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we, we, yeah, starting back with my dad, um, there's lots of history. Um, we have German descent. So, um, like my, my younger brother, Mark, uh, he, so he he played uh, he signed with the Philadelphia Flyers and then played in Hershey and then he he was with the St. Louis Blues organization in uh, Peoria and then then he went over to Germany he got his German passport and became um but when he played you could have two or three imports and if you became a German then you didn't have to be an import and you were still a Canadian so you were really valuable so he played there for a long time and then like you said my I've got three nephews that play over there. One's in in the junior league and then two play professionally and they're Germans. And so it's a it's a, it's a great avenue for for someone that can't uh make it to the NHL here like they they make a good living over there. It's really good hockey. And um and then going back to my dad like uh my dad, he played in the very first game for the Pittsburgh Penguins when they expanded, and he he won their very first game oh, as no. as the goalie. Yeah, nice. And they had the they had those old. Um, they were like a teal and black jersey with Pittsburgh down the front of them. They, um, oh yeah, they they were really cool uniforms, and we're really proud of our father. So he. He went ahead of us and, and showed us the way. So, yeah, lots of history, and we're very proud. Wow. And, and, you know, I'm assuming your nephews grew up there because, you know, watching their interviews last night, just completely fluent in German. Yeah, I I think I think Boaz for sure can, and Chad can speak some German. Um, they grew, they, they, they would go back in the summers, but they... Um, yeah, they they lived with uh, my brother when he played there. So obviously, yeah. And, and your son Riley, uh, really cool coming up through the Stars Elite System, and it's so cool. And you are a part of this as far as the Dallas Stars of the past growing this great game to what it is now that you see the Jones boys making it to the uh, NHL. Blake Coleman. There's just so many names, and you look through the minors now, and there's you know, kids from Texas, and that's because of the stars moving here to uh, to Texas. Um, what made him choose uh, Michigan State? So he, uh, like you said, he played for the elite, and then he went to a develop or a, a national development camp in um, uh, by Buffalo. They have that every year. They they get selected from their regions, and um, Michigan State they 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 liked him and. Um, they gave him a visit and he said, I, I want to play here. So they, uh, Danton Cole was the coach that recruited him and he's moved on. But um, uh, the new coach came from the development program. His last name is Nightingale. 
and they have a they have a really good program now. They everybody I talk to says they're they should compete for a national championship sooner than later. And um, uh, so he he's committed there, and um, he's playing in Cedar Rapids, Iowa now in the USHL. And he I, I think Gavin you he's a he's a little bit like Roussel. He he um, he got in a fight on the weekend, got kicked out of the game. So he um, he's a he bass with some. <laughs> he's a bass and he he uh i i it's funny so we get to watch them it's on flow sports we get to watch their their games and i know my wife doesn't like them fighting but it's interesting i what they, they get so in the ushl if they fight they get a they get five and then a 10 minutes 10 minute misconduct so they sit out 15 minutes so Part of me is like, man, that's a long time to sit out. But then part of me is like, man, that way to go, Riley. I, I like it. But I, I deep down don't really love watching them fight because you, yeah, I don't know. I'm proud of him, but I don't, I don't really love it. But, um, but he's doing well. He, we're not sure if he's going to go to Michigan State uh, next season or the year after. But um, yeah, he's he's on a good path. That's uh, that's great. So you are not the biggest person, but yet you played large. And I'm talking, I'm watching you, Bob, last night, and you're fighting Shane Churler. And, I mean, you're, you're punch for punch with, and I'm watching all these fights over the years, and I'm like, wow, Bob, you could really throw. And I didn't know, and we'll get into how you came up, but did you st- – you know, back in those days, you didn't have analytics. You didn't necessarily have the videotapes. How how did you learn the art of dropping the gloves and when to do it and taking on like an enforcer like Churla and, you know, not not being as big as they were, but at the same time, you were able to really go with them, which made you a fan favorite? I, I think the... I, I played in Medicine Hat, Alberta, um, for the Medicine Hat Tigers, and this is one hundred percent true. That you, I remember going into Prince Albert, um, the Raiders, and um, I was—I think I was sixteen years old—and I, I I got called up. I was playing for the Calgary Spurs in the Alberta Junior Hockey League, and I got beat up so bad by Kevin Brom. He was about my size. And he got my helmet off. I had so many bumps on my head the next day. I couldn't get my helmet on for practice. And I say that because nobody really taught me how to fight. But uh, you just, I, I, after that fight, I go, I better learn how to fight. Because pretty much everybody had to stand up for themselves back then. And um, it was a little bit, a lot of trial and error. And you just learn how to protect yourself. And then some of your buddies on your team give you some hints, but um, I mean, I, I wasn't a heavyweight, but we, we really took care of each other when we played back then. And um, uh, yeah, I, there, there was lots of fights that I lost as well. So uh, <laughs> yeah, you, you learn, you learn real quick. You, you know what you learn back then you learn really quick or you go home. So, yeah. Yeah, that that was pretty much it, and eventually you can protect yourself. And 
and maybe you win, win an odd fight here and there. So, you know, you don't see as much fighting in the NHL and you do see veterans still asking, but I do see a lot of it's automatic and just go, um, which you have to be careful of because of the instigator penalty. But I was wondering what the conversations were like. Was it just a known or is it on the draw where you say, you know, do you want to go? What was the Bob Basson language? Um, you know, the, the, the heavyweights that, you know, the, the guys that would fight every night, I think they, they probably just knew, um, that they had to fight their, their tough guy on the other team. That was probably a given. And I, if you, if you talk to them, they, they would go to a game and always, their hope was that that it was always a, a game within one goal. It was three, two or four, three. Cause if it got, if you got down three goals, you probably had to go fight as a heavyweight. And if you were up three goals, you probably had to fight because someone was coming after you. But mine was like, I, I was more of a middleweight and um, it was more just the passion of the game for the most part. And a lot of times sticking up for, for your teammate. I mean, we stuck together like, like we were family and, uh, you always took care of each other. So mine wasn't as pre premeditated as some of the, the tough guys, but, um, yeah, but there, I mean, the, the other part of that is guys would come after you too. So <laughs> you, had, you, had to, you had to take care of yourself and your teammates. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about, you know, you make the NHL and your first team is the New York Islanders. And wow, I mean, you're joining a team with Mike Bossy, Ryan Trottier, uh, Dennis Potvin, uh, Brent Sutter, Pat LaFontaine. I mean, the numbers just, they, they just go on and on. It just, it's so impressive. You have Kelly Rudy um, in net along with Billy Smith. I mean, that was just, you know, back in those days, the NHL team to beat was the New York Islanders. Yeah, it was so getting back to my dad, he he had a long career and then he scouted for the New York Islanders and I ended up getting a tryout with the New York Islanders. And that was just after they had won four cups in a row. And it was it was it, it was the, my favorite team growing up. So I got a tryout and then I signed a contract with them and I went to training camp and played with all my heroes, which was a, a dream come true. I, I my. My second uh, training camp, I got to play on the left side with Mike Bossy and Brian Trotche, uh, wow. all of training camp, and I started the season with them. I, I eventually got hurt uh, early on, and, and didn't I didn't play with them again. But what a uh, what a privilege to play with all those guys. You know, they it's it's a it's a it's a, a feat to win one cup, but if you win four. Um, it, it was, it was just a real privilege to play with all those guys. And, um, a lot of them were at the end of their career and, um, it was interesting. My, I played, I started training camp with, with Trotch and, and Bossy. And then, like I said, I got hurt, but then I came back and I had Clark Gillies as my winger. <laughs> and so Clarky was one of the toughest in the yeah. game and just a great, great player. So you know, like you said, I, I was a bit of an agitator when I played and that's how I played, but 
um, guys would would want to like come and get me and Clarky would just skate by and they would stop, you know. And then the next season, Clarky, uh, I think he went and signed with Buffalo and I, <laughs> I didn't have Clarky anymore. So I had to, <laughs> I had to start fighting more battles for myself, but, um, he, did, did he you was, stay away him and Bobby him? Bourne were some of the best teammates I've ever had. When you're, when you're a first year guy and a young guy, yeah. you're just trying to, you're trying to survive. You're trying to learn how, how everything works. And those guys were some of the best, uh, including Brent Sutter at the time. They just, uh, they show you how to, how to act and they show you how to show up on time and they fight battles for you. And uh, yeah, much, much the same as Pavs with uh, Wyatt Johnson here, you know, like um, just those young guys, they, they're just learning, and uh, it, it's great to have a veteran come alongside you and and, and be a be a friend and a, and a help. So when Clark went to Buffalo, did you stay away from him? Yeah, I, yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I'm not even exaggerating. Like uh, there were there were times when guys would just want to tear my head off, and he would just come into the into the pile, and everybody would just stop. He had that much. Uh, much respect. And then we also had Bobby Nystrom, who was, I mean, we had a bunch of tough guys. Every team did, but um, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, it was so much fun to play with those guys. That's a, that's a stacked team. I I heard you tell a story when you entered training camp and Kelly Rudy, which has become a, a great broadcaster for the Calgary flames and now on hockey night in Canada for a number of years um, terrific goalie, both with the Islanders, the LA Kings, but you have a funny story of camp with Kelly Rudy and kind of a mistaken identity. Yeah. I, so my very first training camp, I was probably, I wasn't even 150 pounds. I was, uh, I would have been 150 pounds soaking wet. And, uh, at the beginning of tra- training camp, they give you grays. So it's a gray pair of shorts and a gray uh, t-shirt and they're, they're cotton. And mine was like, I don't know, like, I think it was extra large. So the shirt went down to my knees almost. And so I'm walking around with these grays on and Kelly Rudy, who was a, one of the veteran goalies back then, he asked me to go get tape for him because he thought I was a stick boy. And so, uh, I said, no, I, I'm a player. <laughs> I'm at training camp. But uh yeah, he thought I was a stick boy. So um yeah. Oh, that's uh, sometimes yeah, no, that's uh, that's great, you know. and so you went from Islanders to a quick stop in uh in Chicago where you had some, you know, played with some wonderful names too. Denny Savard, uh Jeremy Roenick was on that team, and then you go to uh St. Louis and just looking, I mean that St. Louis team, Adam Oates, Jeff Cortnall, Rob Brindamore, Scott Stevens. I mean, just the names go on. I, You know, surprising. Did you, when you were with those teams, did you feel as though that was a missed opportunity for a cup? Yeah, we, um, we, yeah, we, we probably underachieved in the playoffs. We had, um, Brett Hull was well, on we that team. Yeah, we got Scotty Stevens in in uh, because we signed Brendan Shanahan and he was the compensation 
So if we could have kept Brendan Shanahan at the time, that might have made a difference. But uh, we were really competitive. We were we were probably pretty close, but the Red Wings were really good back then, as you know. And uh, Matt, our our division was tough. We had the Blackhawks, the North Stars, and um, yeah, that's when I. Oh, you talk about fighting Shane Sherla. We. Uh, we, the last game of the year in St. Louis in the, in our, um, in our small barn there, we, uh, we had to, we had to beat the North Stars to get in the playoffs. They, if they would have beat us, they, they would have got in. And, um, I think we were up by two or three goals at the end of the game. And, uh, some guy just kept cross-checking me from, from behind. So I just turned around and dropped my gloves. I didn't know what it was. It was Shane Cherla. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So that was. But we were. That's funny how how the game was back then. He was uh, one of my good friends, and I played with him in Medicine Hat, and then we went at it. So it was uh, it was quite a quite a quite an era. Yeah. No. Absolutely. So from there, you head up north, and you play in Canada for the Quebec Nordiques. And a couple questions about that. I mean, you're playing with Joe Sakic, um, you know, who, who's a legend. I Bob wear Nordiques gear a lot. I have hats of the Nordiques. Um, I, I just, I love the logo and I love that, that logo along with the Hartford Whalers, you spend a lot of time in the ring. So I'm sure you see the logos of those two now defunct teams. Um, what was it like playing in Quebec? And I guess, secondly, you know, do you think Quebec deserves uh, an NHL franchise at one point. Well, the I was there the the last year in Quebec before they went to Colorado. Um, they went to Colorado. I came to Dallas. I was unrestricted, but man, I knew we I knew we were on the verge of winning, and they they ended up winning in Colorado the next year. Um, it it was it was a real privilege to play with all those guys. Um, my my last year in Quebec, our the teams last year, I got to play with um, Peter Forsberg and Owen Nolan. I I played about oh two months with them, and um, people ask me like the the best player I ever played with, and um, it was Owen Nolan. Or not it was Peter Forsberg. Oh yeah, he, yeah he he could pass as good on his backhand as his forehand, and that's probably. Not too many. You can't say that about too many guys. And he was, he had an edge to his game. He was competitive. Um, but then they they went to Colorado and picked up Patrick Waugh, and he he was a big difference. They uh, they ended up winning that year. So that was a little bit tough because those were all my buddies, and they I was happy for them, but I kind of wish I was I was with them. But um, yeah, they. I they have such passionate fans in in Canada and especially in Quebec. So I hope at some point they they get a team. They built a new arena there. Yeah. In Quebec yeah. City and um oh it would be nice to it would it was always a huge rival between the Canadians and them. There was a lot of a lot of lot of tough nights where there was a lot of blood spilled between those teams. So I think it would be a great rivalry again and uh, hopefully one day they get a team. Yeah, I think Ludwig framed you as you are a pain in the ass to play against. <laughs> yeah, he probably still thinks that. <laughs> All right, so, I mean, I want to get my history right, and I'm not trying to yeah. bring, like, a negative, but 
So talking with you, Islanders win a cup, you then show up, and then St. Louis missed opportunity there, mm-hmm. and then Quebec, you leave, they end up going to win a cup, and then you, your last year, the year after you leave Dallas, they win a cup. So it's just one of those things that an amazing career, but just was never able to, you know, get that cup, right? Yeah, I was close. I went to the semis twice. Yeah. Um, But, uh, you know, like, yeah, I mean, I was on some good teams that I I moved on and they won and uh, I was happy for all those guys. Um, But, you know, like, I don't think you realize that at the time, like, it's a big deal to have a ring when you retire. The, you know, like, it just, uh, uh, I, I knew it was like, it was always it's it's the goal of any guy in the NHL to win a cup and uh, pretty much do anything to to try to win. But then when you retire and you you see guys that have won cups, it's it's um, I think you, you even want it even more when you when you don't have it. So yeah, and you don't have a chance chance to win it anymore. So um, yeah, I mean it's there's a lot of great players that don't have cups, but it's pretty cool to see these guys with rings and they get introduced as cup winners. And um, yeah. You know, talk, talk, but I don't, I don't, I don't dwell on it, but it, yeah. I, yeah. Well, I mean, we just got to get you one in Dallas then. That's what we're, we're hoping yeah, for. No, we, have, absolutely. we have a great team. We got a great team and we got, we got two good goalies and we've got a coaching staff. That's a great coaching staff and even better people. So yeah. I think we're 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 going in the right direction. You know, you know what I love talking with Rich Peverly yesterday was his passion for this organization, and I think that comes from Jim Nill. And you work very closely inside the Dallas organization, and I hear it from you as well. So, you know, just as excited as I would be to let's just say a rope hints raising the cup, I would love to see you raise the cup as well as Pevs and you know, some Marty Turco and some of the other guys that played in the NHL, because I know it means a lot to you guys too. Yeah, we, we, I'm telling you, we have great people in our organization, including Marty and Jim Nill. I mean, I didn't know the coaches that well before they came here and I know they're great coaches, but um, anybody that talks to them, they're great people. They take time for you. I, I really believe that goes a long way. It goes a long way with the players. It goes a long way with fans. Um, you know, I, I just, I, I believe we're, we're really close. Um, you know, like our team, You there's how many guys, I think there's five or six guys that have scored over 15 goals already. Mm-hmm. And some teams you got like two or three guys that got a bunch of goals and then it goes, it drops off. We have quite a a mixture of guys that are scoring for us. We have, you know, um, Wedgwood when he came in. Uh, what's his he's, his record? He's played 20, 22 games. He's uh, thirteen and four. That's our backup. Yeah. So, um, as you know, in the playoffs, you need two goalies because you never know and. You know, Jake's an awesome goalie, but it, it's good to have two goalies. And um, yeah, with Jim Nell, there it does. They don't come much better than Jim Nell. 
Our front office is good. Yeah, we're we're really excited. We, as you know, we we almost sell out every game now. Yeah, it's special. And yeah, everything is is really is good. We we need to get in. Well, we'll get in the playoffs, and then we need to make a good run. Yeah, and hopefully yeah. win a cup. So I, I just think that I I I was wondering last night how six you know Bob Basson flying around the ice because I see Wyatt Johnston at a listed one eighty four. I think that's a little. <laughs> probably over but i mean the freedom that he has to skate around and you played in a more physical age and what you would have been able to do as a center too with the players that you played with if you played in today's game yeah um i think uh i think you know people ask could you have played in this in this uh age and i i think we all would have adapted because yep. we were all yep. really good skaters. We would have been, we probably would have worked on our skills more than we did back then. We, we all did, but um, yeah, I think, I think we would have all adapted to today's game. Is that your question? What was your question? No, no. I was just, I was just making a statement that I, I just, you know, I look back and I look at some of the, you know, all time, you know, a guy like Martin St. Louis and how he was yeah. able to thrive. And uh, you know, yeah. you just see, smaller skilled players having the freedom that I don't think in the seventies and eighties, they probably would have that. So I, oh, I think yeah. you know, it definitely, I think it's growing the game in many ways because, you know, it's not just a big man's game. In fact, you know, you can't just be a big man. You can't, you have to have a multi-skill set now, you know, to be successful, you know, in any form of hockey. So I think that's, you know, it's it's made the game, you know, better in a lot of I, – I miss, like we talked about, you know, in the beginning, I miss some of the physicality. But what I do appreciate is the skating skill, the speed, and the ability of players to do three to five things rather than just one role. So uh, – Yeah, you know, absolutely. Yeah. It's it's uh, it's so fast and, and so skilled. It's, it's fun to watch. Marty St. Louis um, – so my last year – in my second last year in Calgary, he was drafted by the Calgary Flames and at training camp. Um, I think I got to play with him a little bit and I was like, so that, like you said, that was a time where small guys didn't get much of a chance. And I, I, I wanted to play with him because you know, when there's a good player around and uh, he helps you make, he, he makes you better too. But I just remember, and then they traded him, and I thought, "Oh my gosh, I think they're missing out." <laughs> um, yeah, and he obviously had a—he's in the—he's a Hall of Famer, so um, yeah, yeah. So in he, that, I, I knew, I knew right away he was going to be good. In that training camp, was Jerome McGinley in there yet? Uh, Jerome was there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Another one for sure. That's uh, well. Yeah. I mean, we could go on forever, sir. Can't wait to have you on again. Uh, super excited that Stars fans can go meet you and several other other of your favorite Stars alumni. It's the Dallas Stars alumni charity game. Happens this Saturday night, February 3rd, as the alumni take on SMU Club Hockey at the Children's Health Star Center in Farmers Branch. Tickets as low as $10. Great family value. Uh, tickets are on Eventbrite. It's an easy way to find it. Go to the Dallas Stars uh, website. And the game 
will benefit Stars Adaptive Sports as well as the uh, SMU club hockey team. So it's for a great cause. Go support your favorite former Dallas Stars and also SMU, which is a club hockey team now. And the head of the Dallas Stars Alumni Association, Bob, keep up the great work. Thank you so much for what you're doing for this DFW uh, community. We really appreciate it. Man, thank you for having me on. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, if if people um, just want to show up, you'll be able to buy tickets on Saturday at at Farmers Branch as well. So, I appreciate you having me on. Absolutely, can't 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 wait to uh, watch it on uh, Saturday night. That's NHL veteran Bob Basson on today's Spits and Suds one timer right here on one hundred five three. The fan. Have a great day, everyone.